Hello guys, welcome back to Andrea's podcast. My name is Andrea and I'm your host. And uh, I am a certified holistic nutrition coach and I help men and women to overcome their food fears, stop restrictive dieting and uh, binge eating. So I truly, truly love what I do and uh, I love helping and seeing my clients transforming their relationship with food while they are transforming their bodies and losing weight in a healthy, holistic way. So today I have a pleasure to share with you guys Melissa Klasser. And Melissa, she is a fighter. Since she was little, she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And uh, you can see that she had a very challenged childhood. But not only that, when you hear her story and all the things that she went through, and how she overcame it oh my gosh you're gonna be so inspired and so motivated to start making changes in your life Lisa is a certified health coach through institute for integrative nutrition and uh, she specializes in helping women to break free from chronic illnesses um, utilizing the power of detoxifying their diets and their bodies. So I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much as I did it and you will learn so much about what you should be doing in order to live a healthier life. So if you like this episode, please, please, please share it with your friends, tag us on Instagram. I would love to see you in our Insta story and uh, I would give you a huge, huge shootout if you tag us there and uh, let us know what are your thoughts, what you would like to hear from me and uh, don't forget to, to subscribe on the iTunes so we don't miss any of my new Episodes. Welcome back so, to Andrea's podcast. Let's dive in. And today I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Melissa Kessler. And uh, Melissa, she's a health coach, and uh, she helps women with chronic wellness. And her mission is really, really to empower her clients to live a better life. So, Melissa, why don't you? Just tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do helping those women? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Thank you for having me here today. Absolutely. Um, so my story really goes way far back, um, back to the age of two, which I know may sound crazy, but it does start there. Um, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and of course lived my, you know, all my life with it. Um, I'm already, I have no shame in my age, but I'll be 39 in less than two months. So it's, You're almost, it's, we are at the same age. I know, I know. Crazy. 
I know it's awesome. And you know, what's cool though. I love saying that I'm that age and people look at me and they're like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, I am. And I'm a type one diabetic. Mm-hmm. And later in life was diagnosed with celiac disease wow. and psoriasis. Wow. So I've lived with all of these things. And then of course, to just make it even worse, I absolutely drained myself um, while being in the corporate world and had severe burnout, adrenal fatigue, where I just didn't want to get out of bed. Um, Mm -hmm. When people see me nowadays and see like, whoa, you have so much energy, like you do not look like you're almost 39 is where I'm like, guess what? You can be the same way. Mm-hmm. So if I could do it with all of those things, you know, then everybody else has a chance. Also. Absolutely. This is beautiful. Okay. Right. So, um, so yeah, so those were really um, the things that got me into health coaching. Uh, I was in the corporate world for, I always say 15 years, and I think it was even more than that, but um, as an IT project manager, and it was like work around the clock never stopped. I took my laptop home. As soon as I walked in the door, I was on it again and I was on calls and it never ended. Um, So really, I felt like I wasn't living life. And, um, you know, a big, a big part of it was the money. Um, And then of course, you know, I was married, I had kids and it was like, okay, like we need to make as much as we can. So I kept working and kept working until I finally completely burnt myself out and it was just time to start doing something for me Mm -hmm. and that's when I decided to go to school for health coaching so um that is that was kind of like the start of what really got me into my wellness journey was I just knew I didn't have to live that way anymore and that I didn't have to feel the way I was anymore Mm -hmm. um and then what made things even, um, even more, I don't even know what word I want to say, but, um, it just made it even more important to focus on our health. Mm -hmm. My, first of all, my father-in-law was diagnosed with cancer and passed away, uh, almost two years ago. And, And shortly after it just started going down, like through my entire family, Um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and in less than six months passed away. And that just happened this past January. Um, I'm so sorry. That is where I was like, you know what? I can't play small anymore. Like I need to do this and I need people to start making changes in their lifestyle so that this doesn't have to happen to them. Mm Mm-hmm. We're seeing it way too much. Um, So for me right now, focusing on chronic illness, um, not necessarily cancer in itself, but dealing with chronic illness symptoms of autoimmune and all of these other things are a great way to, um, you know, keep yourself as healthy as possible and hopefully try to do whatever you can to avoid those risks of being diagnosed with cancer and all of these terminal illnesses yeah so it looks like you you really really work on that prevention so as much as you know we don't necessarily say prevention but of course yes Mm -hmm. avoiding avoiding your risks um and you know reducing your chances of Mm -hmm. it i mean that's all we can do you know we can't say i'll never have it um you know there are many factors there are many things that 
things that come into play. But mm -hmm. if we take care of ourselves as much as we can, um, you know, we have less chance of yeah. those things happening. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, like, you know, just making small um, lifestyle changes by, you know, drinking a little bit more water, reducing the sugar from your diet, or, you know, going for a walk outside, add some movement, some rest, some, uh, you know, more vegetables in your diet, just a small change like that can, can make a huge difference. And the work you do is so beautiful because a lot of people are not, uh, they are, especially when someone get, has a diagnosis of uh, some sort of chronic illness, they feel very lost, right? They don't know what to do. They just like, well, my doctor just told me I have such and such. And they, they gave me this huge list of don'ts and do and don'ts, but I, I don't know. I don't know where to start. So how would you guide someone like, you know, let's say someone who has a chronic wellness, your speci speciality, and they come to you, um, how is your coaching approach with, you know, with your clients? Mm -hmm. So I am a very... Um... I don't know. I, I like to call myself a warrior. I'm like that rebel. I will tell you what I think mm -hmm. and I will tell you exactly what I think would work for you. Of course, you have to do what, you know, mm -hmm. you have to be the one to do it. Yes. Um, but I am that coach who will sit here and tell you, listen, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I take a very like that, very hard approach to my, cl to my clients. And um, those are the people that stick with me because if they are not people that are open to that, they're like, let me get away from this person because I can't, you know, if they're in fear. And unfortunately, a lot of doctors put fear into their client, into their patients. Mm -hmm. And then when people, you know, come to a coach and they're like, they want help. And now they're already scared from everything with their doctors, you know, then sometimes it's not so easy to listen to like the cold, hard truth, like, oh, let me do this before it gets worse. Yeah. Um, but of course, like I always say in my bios and everything is like, I am going to tell you exactly what I think, but at the same time, I am going to be compassionate because I've been there. Mm -hmm. And I know it sucks. Mm -hmm. So there's that little, you know, there's that medium, there's that balance of, you know, telling them exactly what I think is, you know, needed, mm -hmm. but at the same time, understanding where they are coming from and yeah. what they are experiencing and how they are going to be able to deal with it. Yeah. I really appreciated the fact that you're very honest, you know, with the people, uh, with your clients, because I think that sometimes it's hard to to hear the truth but at the same time when you're compassionate about the work you do and uh, supporting your clients in, in the in this way telling them you know what can happen if they don't make the change it it can definitely open people's eyes for what is coming and in your future 
if you don't make those changes. And if, like you just mentioned, you know, in the very beginning, it's up to the client to make those changes or not. You are there to support them and to guide them and to walk through, uh, walk with them through this entire journey. But doesn't mean that you will be the one who's gonna make that choice for them. Um, but I'm curious about I. My dad, he had a type two diabetes and he was diagnosed when he was in his early thirties. And I watched, you know, my dad, I, well, me growing up, I watched my dad just going through that entire journey of, you know, that lifestyle change with his diet and his lifestyle and all that stuff. But Tell us a little bit more about how was your childhood with your your challenges. And also you mentioned about that after you got diagnosed with a um, celiac disease, which is another autoimmune disease that, you know, only probably 1% of the, our population really have. And it's very challenging to live with. I have gluten intolerance. So for me, it's not a, as... I would say is restrictive, you know, I still ha can have food that are contaminated with gluten. But in your case, for instance, it's, it's really a no-no. So navigating with that, it's a very challenging, you know. And uh, so why don't you just kind of uh, share a little bit about how how was your story and how you overcame those barriers? So our, our listeners, they can also see that it's, it's not that difficult once you start learning more about the, the illness and also how to have, you know, other types of food choices that they can implement in their diets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I always say to people, I see people getting diagnosed with even type one diabetes later in life. I mean, there are kids later in high school, you know, so they've lived their whole lives without these restrictions. So I can understand how it's harder for them to make the changes at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that I was diagnosed at two almost made it super easy for me. It was just a way of life. It was just mm -hmm. normal to me that I didn't eat cake at birthday parties. And I mm -hmm. didn't, you know, when I was in school, I carried a juice box and fruit and all of these things because if my sugar happened to drop while I was there, I needed something to be able to raise it fast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so there were certain restrictions like that as far as the food. But other than that, I mean, and I have to give it to my mom. I sit here and I think, God forbid my kids were diagnosed. I'm not quite sure how I would handle it. Mm. Um, but I think as much as it scared her, like she really tried to allow me to live the most normal life as any other kid, um, which I'm super grateful for because I could have been that kid who was locked in my house and never allowed out because she was so scared of what would happen to me. Um, yeah. But it wasn't. I mean, I still had my friends. I was at my friends' houses. I still did everything the way other people do. I mean, all of my friends, none of them are diabetic. They all know exactly what they would need to do to help me because we grew up together and they knew, mm -hmm. they knew what we, you know, what I needed. But um, 
hey, I went to my proms. I spent the weekends down the shore in New Jersey for yeah. prom weekends. Like I still did everything that everyone else did. Uh-huh. So um, I will say one thing that drives me absolutely crazy is, of course, I'm in all of these diabetes groups on Facebook and all of these autoimmune groups and everybody's like crying for pity. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Like, I lived a totally normal life. Like, why are you all making it seem like it's that bad? Like, it is something, you know, we have to deal with it. But once you are used to it and you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know that you have to keep track of what you're eating. You need to keep track of your sugars and, you know, take care of yourself. And like, for me, it was more of a, um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say reward, like, or more of like, it pushed me more to take care of myself. You know, um, if I didn't have that, who knows what I would have done and who knows how, you know, like how I would have eaten and how I would have grown up or whatever, had I not had diabetes. So for me, I, I take it as a, I take it as a blessing. I really do. Um, it's, it's really helped me like steer my path um, like in this healthy, you know, through a healthy journey. Yeah. Um, so that I didn't go off track and have pro- any sort of complications or problems. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And interesting is that it's so interesting to see how one person's journey can impact so many other people. Because you mentioned that growing up, you, your mom, you know, allow you to just live a, like a, a normal childhood life. And, uh, but it's interesting to see that even your friends and family friends, um, they were adapting to, and to learn about your lifestyle, which impacted their lifestyle as well. Yep. Maybe not during that time, but when they look back now, they're like, wow, you know, I watched Melissa just say no to those things because it was normal for her. But I can also do to, to you know, to make my life better. And uh, what about uh, when you were diagnosed with celiac? Yeah. So oh, when was I diagnosed? Mm-hmm. Um it's been, I want to say it's probably been about five years. Okay. Um, yeah, probably about five years. Mm-hmm. What's actually interesting is um, I know we went to the same school, IIN, and I happened to be at a conference at one of the IIN conferences in New York. I lived in New Jersey, so I just took the bus into the city mm-hmm. to go to the conference. And um, the first day of the conference, I decided to go home that night and was just going to come back in the next day. And when I went home that night, I wound up in the most severe pain I have ever had. And I've had children, and this was worse than like, this was worse than going through labor or any of that. Um, I was like, curled over, could not, like, could not let go. My stomach was in so much pain. Mm -hmm. So of course, actually 
I wound up going in the bathroom because I was like, oh my goodness, do I need to go to the bathroom? Like, what is wrong with me? And I sat down and the pain was so bad that I actually passed out. Mm. Fell onto the floor on my face, like completely crushed my entire face, my nose, like my whole face. And my husband, thank God, was right outside in our bedroom. Mm -hmm. And when I fell, I fell like toward the door. So he couldn't open the door to me in the bathroom. It was so, so scary. So thankfully he was able to, you know, he called 911. They came, they had to actually take me into the hospital and um, they wound up like running blood work and everything. And when they ran it, they started seeing that my white blood cell count was really low. Mm. And they're like, for your age, like your blood, your white blood count shouldn't be this low. Like something's not right. So it was the start of um, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And of course, at that time, I had already gone through IIN. So learning all about celiac had me really, I was like, I must have it. Like I knew it. I mm-hmm. went through that section of schooling. I was like, I know it. I know I have it. Like I had every, symptoms. just like all these symptoms pointing toward it. So um you know, as they started testing me and doing all this stuff, I was in like hematologist offices, watching people on chemo because most people that are in there are is like cancer patients and all this. So it was like a time that was so scary thinking, oh my God, do I have cancer? Like, do like, what is wrong with me? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, after my goodness, I don't know how many doctor appointments, I finally wound up at a gastroenterologist. And her first thing was, have you been tested for celiac? And I was like, no, but I totally think I have it. Like I've thought this even before. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, I went for all the testing and that's what it was. Um, But it was crazy because even going through schooling, I was like, okay, let me just, you know, avoid celiac, uh, avoid gluten, you know, and anyway. Uh But sure enough, I had two kids. I would make them sandwiches and like not even thinking like, I'm going to take a bite of your sandwich Mm -hmm. and give it to you. Like that little bit of gluten was affecting me. So, um, yeah, so it was crazy. So that was where they figured it out. And all within that, um, we found out that the celiac was actually causing me to not absorb iron. So my iron levels, um, your iron should be up at like a 10 mm-hmm. and mine came back at a two. Wow. So of course I had every doctor yelling at me that I need to change what I'm eating and what I'm doing <laughs> and um, not, not crossing everything together that the celiac, like having the What's gluten the cause? Yeah. and they're like, you need to be eating red steak and all this. And I was vegan at the time. So I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh-huh. But, um, but after everything, you know, finding out my iron levels were super low. I even had to go for iron transfusions. Like I was in the hospital every single week for iron transfusions. I'm like, I used to tell my kids I would leave and I would taste it. I'm like, I feel like I licked a rusty pole. Like that's what it felt like every time I left. But it was crazy how all of this was because of celiac, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't realize all of these things that take place Yeah. when, you know, when you have that. 
so so that's how I found out that was like my whole um it, it was it was months it was months of like testing and doing all of this mm-hmm. so and, we made a lot of changes yeah and one of the things that uh, um I would like to for you to share is because I know that most of the times, um, a lot of doctors don't, like you just mentioned, you know, they never thinking about like, oh, it could be a autoimmune system, like a disease or anything, um, or even like some of the tasks, right? So can you just tell us a little bit what ta- tasks someone should be asking their doctors to do in order to, to actually find out if they do have a celiac disease or not? Yeah. Um, so to find out, to actually, um, like get an actual result of whether you have celiac or not, celiac or not, um, it requires a combination of blood work. Mm -hmm. And usually if you go to a gastroenterologist, they're going to know like the actual things that you need. And, um, and then you also need a, um, I'm sorry, my mind's going blank on it an endoscopy. So they actually like put something down your, you know, down your throat, like into your stomach to really I've look done around. Before. It's terrible. Um, yeah. So those are really the two things. I mean, I tell people, I obviously, I don't diagnose any, mm-hmm. you know, anything, but um, with most of my clients, even if they have not been um, diagnosed with celiac or anything, I've seen what gluten can do to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do always, um, make, not make them, but I always suggest eliminating gluten from their diets for, um, I usually do for at least like 21 days mm-hmm. and then see, you know, if they notice any changes or, you know, or what is happening. Um, and of course I really do focus on detoxing. Detoxing mm-hmm. is like a, is the main concept behind my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do put them through like a, a gluten detox, um, which combines a lot of different things, including essential oils and um, certain juices. And um, just, of course, avoiding gluten completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, there is so much with like cross contamination. I know you were mentioning before, like you don't, you know, it's not so bad for you because you're just intolerant, not actually with celiac. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you really want to try to test yourself and try to figure out if that's, a, if it's a possibility that you have celiac, like I'm just super, um, I just tell people to be super careful of like where you're making your food, what you're using, um, because it's so easy to cross contaminate absolutely anything in in the area has especially yeah especially restaurants Mm -hmm. so when you mentioned about um you know your main work with your clients is doing like a detox i just want to clarify like some people they they get scared about like detox i was always like um but you are more like you know we're taking this off your diet but we're adding this into your diet, right? So it's not a like, a, I am not a, gonna be eating nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, not at all. And it's so funny. I think that every time I am promoting a detox or anything, mm -hmm. my first things that I say is I am against starvation. Mm -hmm. Like that is not with my, what my detoxes are at all. Mm -hmm. um, most of my clients wind up telling me like a day or two into their detoxes. They're like, I'm so full. Do I even need to eat more food today? Because they're actually just putting really good stuff into their bodies mm -hmm. and taking out the bad. Um, it's not like, like I do not do, I personally don't do intermittent fasting. I don't do any of that. Um, because I know how bad that can be. Um, like feeling wise, you know, like mm -hmm. going through all of that time without food. And especially as a diabetic, I'm not for it. Oh, excuse me. I'm not for it only because like, I wouldn't be able to do it. My sugar, I just wouldn't physically be able to do it because of my sugar That's levels. Right, yeah. And since I do work with a lot of people who are, you know, diabetic or, you know, going through that, um, you know, as far like fasting isn't really. Yeah. Well it's, it's a no, no. It's you good know. to be, people to know, you know, I always, yeah. um, especially when I'm working with clients who are trying to lose weight, they, or they ask me, it's like, what do you think about fasting, intermediate fasting and all that stuff? So pretty much you need to understand your body first, your healthy history. Intermediate fasting is not a for everybody. It's just a way of eating. And uh, it's really, it's not a for everybody. I really... I, I don't emphasize on those things neither. If it works for one client, doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. But yeah, I like how you approach things that um, you are teaching your clients new ways to um, reducing those allergens from their diets. And uh, you are implementing, you're replacing those allergens with actually other foods that taste as good even not, even not, not even better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yes, when you start eating like a more like healthy foods, you definitely, you're going to feel fuller. You're going to feel satiated that you're ended up like having less cravings because now your body is getting all the nutrients that your body needs. Right. Mm -hmm. So exactly. it's pretty cool to see like how you are guiding your clients to make those changes. So, um, just uh, before we start wrapping up and everything, I would love to hear a little bit more um, what your, right now, how is your business, um, what are you offering right now as far as like for your clients and uh, what type of support do you offer them? Mm -hmm. So, um, actually, I know we should have recorded a week sooner and maybe that would have been a good thing, but um, I just ran a sugar detox um, just as a challenge and it was uh -huh. just a free five day sugar detox. And it's so funny, like you were mentioning of like how, you know, how they feel so bad, so much better when they replace things with other things. Um, and when they started the detox, everybody was like, how am I going to do it? What am I going to eat if I'm not eating sugar? Mm. So when I gave them these alternatives and all of these other options, everybody's like, what? Like I can have that. Like, so a lot of times we don't realize, you know, 
Um, but so since I just did finish that, I actually have something right now that it's a special two week um, sugar detox. So it's a complete 14 days. Um, and there's a group on Facebook and we have, um, I have like a live accountability tracker in there so that everyone can be like sharing like what they're having, um, even down to like what is happening in their life right now, situations, um, emotionally, like how these things are all affecting the foods that you're craving. Mm -hmm. Um, so this way that I can help them like one-on-one exactly, you know, figure out how they can ditch the sugar for good. Mm -hmm. And then of course they actually get two calls with me. And this is like an out of this world, like never do I do this, but, um, it was like off the wall, like this detox was coming to an end and people still needed help. And I was like, I'm going to give away, like I'm almost giving this away, but $17 I'm doing. And it's two weeks and every person gets two calls with me. Wow. Um, so I was like, you know what? It's time. I was like, everybody just needs to get off sugar. I'm like, I will give it away. Like, I just want people to do this, you know? Um, so that's one thing that I'm, I have going on right now. And then, of course, coming up um, in September, we are okay. doing a back-to-school detox. Awesome. Which is a two-week two detox, but it's a complete detox, not just sugar. Um, and we go into, like we said, taking things out, putting good things in. And we really cover in a complete way. We go through emotional. We, there's an emotional workbook, a physical workbook, um, all of our fancy tools and things that we love to use as health mm-hmm. coaches for detoxing, um, including skin brushing and all of these fun things. So yeah. we're gonna be, I'm going to be teaching about all of those things. Um, so it's going to be really awesome. That's going to be an awesome one. So that will be coming up uh, in September with everyone sending their kids back to school. Like it's time for everybody to refresh themselves mm-hmm. and for them to get back to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. So I, I'm going to put all the information on the show notes. So if you can, you know, your, your links and everything. So our listeners can just kind of jump in and take advantage of these amazing offers you are doing. And uh, so we are about to wrap up and uh, I, I like to finish my podcast with some fire up questions. So, um, what are you grateful for right now? Uh, right now, I just wrote a chapter in a book that I submitted to the, submitted yesterday. Today was our deadline, and this book is coming out in November. Um, but it was a book with twenty nine other amazing women oh my that have gone from really bad um, experiences from loss. Um, you know, grieving, um, all different things that women go through in life. So many things that happen, traumas and stuff. Um, and it was just how they've worked through it and actually how God has worked through them in these times. So submitting that yesterday was like a, whoa, like I've been doing it for two months and I didn't know how I was going to finish it and it's uh-huh. it done. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. That's so you. exciting. So you have to let us know when this book is coming out. Yeah. Um, and um, what what is or are your favorite books 
and what you are reading right now. Mm, that's so funny. I didn't even know you were going to ask that question and I actually have it right next to me. Mm. Um, okay. I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. so I don't know if every, you know, some people may not be, but this book is amazing. Um, I'm like, like I said before, I am that warrior. I am all against, I am against like all the rules. Like I, I do things my way. Mm -hmm. um, so when I came across this book that it's a Christian book, but it's so like badass mm -hmm. and it's called Girls with Swords and it is just awesome. It's like a super awesome, awesome book um, for any woman who just feels like they are being like are just struggling and uh -huh. um you know not sure how they're gonna get through what's happening mm -hmm. it's a really awesome book so that's that's the main book i'm reading right now awesome and uh we're gonna put it this on the show notes as well and what are you working right now what am i working on right now mm -hmm. okay so um with that detox that I mentioned before, the back to school detox that's coming up in September, um, that is pretty much my big focus right now. It's a really, really big detox. So I want to make sure I've got everything down really good so that when people are ready to start, we're like ready to dive in quickly. Awesome. And um, if you can just leave a I don't know, an inspiration or something to for our listeners, listeners that whatever you want to say that's coming from your heart, just to leave it to us, what do we, you would say to us? Yeah, so um, I want to try to condense it as much because I feel like I could start and go. <laughs> but, um, so my big thing is that I just, I just think women need to really start standing true in their power because I feel like every woman is truly a badass deep down and that every woman has the power to do whatever mm -hmm. they want to do. Um, and many of us allow that to get taken from us. As through our lives growing up and even as adults, um, you hear things from people and right away you're like, forget it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing mm -hmm. this because this is what they think. Um, and I just think that we all need to say, screw it. Stop mm -hmm. listening to what everybody else has to say and like stand up for yourself, stand in your power um, and do things the way you want to do them and the way you think you should do. Mm -hmm. um, and especially when it comes to your health, there are so many women um, struggling and just in fear mm -hmm. of what can possibly happen. And I just, I wish that women would start being more curious mm -hmm. about how to take care of themselves and what is the best thing for themselves um, to get through these things because Unfortunately, like I said before, um, many doctors will just put you in fear and make you think you'll never get out of this yeah. and you have to live on medicine the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, when that's probably not the case. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I really think women just really need to start researching more and like really being curious about themselves and what they could do. Um, I mean, whether they work with a health coach like one of us or mm -hmm. if they just go and grab some books and start really 
dig into their experience, like their situations and what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And most likely they will find an answer. Yeah. So it's just like being true to yourself and standing in your power. We have the power to really do anything we want. Yeah. I so agree. It's so agree. I thank you so much, Melissa, for your time. And uh, where can we find you? Yeah, sure. So I am on most social media. Um, I don't want to say most. So Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Um, my handle is at the heart and soul of detoxing. And I have a Facebook group also named the heart and soul of detoxing. And my website is just me, my name, Melissa J, my middle name, Kessler.com. Awesome. We're going to put it, all the information on show notes too. Guys, go follow Melissa. She has a beautiful story. She's helping so many women to transform their lives, to make better choices, and uh, to, to fight this battle of chronic disease. And uh, even if you don't have, I definitely would love to do the detox. You know, who doesn't want to do like a 14 days, like, sugar-free, like, give me just a break from, you know, sugar in my life. Because seriously, I think everybody needs to go through or, you know, should go through that experience just to see how your body feels. And uh, Melissa, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much for your, you know, for your time again and for sharing your light with us. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I was able to be here with you. So thanks so much for joining us today, guys. And uh, we will see you next week. Alrighty, bye-bye.